The idiots over at uh, Louder with Crowder. It's Stephen Crowder's show, Big Con. If you know what Big Con is, it's like the big conservative uh, corporates, mainstream neocons, whatever. So the you know they they hate Russia, they hate China, they're just idiots. So Louder with Crowder, they did a hit piece on me on their show, and I, you know they're laughing in this. I'm laughing watching it when I watch this for the first time because I'm like. These people are so stupid. Take a listen. Jackson Hinkle is uh, was on Tim Pool, and uh, he has apparently become the first ever MAGA communist. Haz al-Din of Infrared is the first MAGA communist. I'd actually say that Dugan might be one of the first real MAGA communists, but um, all right, we'll keep listening. I think that any communist state that takes form in America is going to have communist values. <laughs> he needs bigger American headphones. values, rather, it's going to be based on the history of our <laughs> Yeah, I didn't choose those fucking idiotic headphones. That was Tim Pool country. <laughs> and I got a big head and those still look massive on me. So I, you know, I pray for anyone who goes on that show and has a tiny head. The Constitution, uh, I think it would be a Christian communist state. And I think that we can learn a lot from China and from the Soviet Union. But you look at China today, their, their economy is outpacing ours. It's going gonna, it's gonna to beat ours totally probably within the next five to ten years. Nope. You know, Europe is going down. The U.S. is going down. China lifted 845 million people Wrong. out of poverty in the last 40 years. Hold on a second. Who made China's economy possible? Right. China. China. China through the development of their own resources. China through added value based upon the extraction of the resources in their country. China through the cultural revolution and overcoming the opium wars. China through their economic model of planning that prioritizes public good while also simultaneously maintaining a rapid development and industrialization of the base of their country. That, that's who built China up. That's, that's, it's China. Without the rest of the world buying their stuff at slave wages, because we know what they don't pay people over there to do. Um, well, first of all, let's just look at the facts here. Chinese salaries have increased two times over the last over the last decade, whereas U.S. salaries have been stagnant. So uh, you can say, oh, the, you know, the slave wages argument. But when it comes to GDP purchasing power parity, China's actually surpassed us by five trillion dollars over the last year to do these things. You think their economic model is the one that we should be following you? Yes, 100 percent. They give free housing, free clothing, free water free electric, free utilities, free food uh, to those that need it, to those that don't need the free food or whatever, they just give basic requirements. But in the economically impoverished regions like Xinjiang, uh, Chinese Mongolia, Tibet, yes, they do give free food, free water, free housing to these people. And yes, uh, they need it. And I, I mean, personally, um, if you're living in rural America right now, if you're an American living in rural America and you've got like maybe an income of twelve, thirteen thousand dollars per year, uh, you've still got to pay for your house. You still got to pay rent. You still got to pay for food. You still got to pay for utilities. You got to pay for all these things. Sure, you might get like a tax break here and there or a little bit of assistance, maybe, right? But it's going to be pennies on the dollar. In China, if you're impoverished, not only are they working to bring uh, investment to small businesses in these regions that are impoverished, not only are they actively lifting people out of poverty, they've lifted 840 million people out of poverty over the last 40 years, 
Not only are they doing all of that, but they've also been able to provide free housing, free food, free clothing, free water, free electric for all these people. Idiot asshat. I'm it sorry. Literally us. <laughs> Idiot asshat. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know what's more annoying. The fact that that's the best you can come up with or that you have the voice of like, well, you know, he actually probably does have the voice of that. Because if you look at his physique, okay, let's let's go back to this guy. So I I don't know who this guy is. If you actually look at his physique, probably like 56 years old, uh, looks like he's actually in relatively good shape, but that's probably TRT or Trin or something like that. Probably TRT. And, you know, the balding here indicates that, yes, it's probably TRT. And his high-pitched, whiny voice, his little soy voice, uh, all, all points to TRT. I mean, 100%. So I would actually say that your voice and your general physique and physiognomy is probably more annoying than that very, very weak uh, diss you try to come up with. See it? Asshat, I'm it sorry. Literally, us, the United States, integrating them yes. into our system that we pay for, that we support. And that. The United States integrating China into our system that we pay for, that we support. Okay, but you realize that we never had to do that. Okay, so are you going to defend TPP and NAFTA now? Like, are you defending exporting all of our nation's manufacturing to China? You, you support that or to Taiwan or these Taiwanese companies that are now based in China and now moving to Indonesia? Like you support that? I, I personally don't support that. I don't support these like multinational corporations, monopolies controlled by these insanely rich legacy families uh, like the DuPont, Sacklers, whoever, the Rockefellers. I don't support them taking away our jobs and sending them overseas. I'd much rather prefer America to be American. Let's have our manufacturing here. And China can do their own manufacturing and their own trade, which, by the way, they're actually doing. OK, take a look at this news. Epic fail for U.S. sanction sanctions. Huawei's new Mate or Mat 60 Pro, which utilizes an entirely Chinese made 5G and AI capable 7NM microchip is taking markets by storm. The new phone outclasses some of the latest 5G smartphones on terms of performance and quality. This comes after the U.S. parasite lazy do-nothing corporate deep state sanctioned Huawei in 2019 for making better phones than Apple and U.S. affiliated companies. U.S. corporations increasingly cannot compete with Chinese because they are full of lazy, obese, do-nothings who lack vision and creativity. This is why U.S. consumer goods and media are increasingly plagued by culture war nonsense, which tries to compensate for a lack of actual quality. Interestingly, Huawei is a premier example of communist excellency, dynamism, and innovation. The company is owned entirely by its employees who possess virtual stock in the company and sovereign control over executive boards through elections. There's, this socialist model of corporate ownership is proving far more competitive, dynamic, and innovative than the American plutocratic model where BlackRock and parasitical finance uh, street capital control everything about a company. Keep in mind that Huawei has managed to do the impossible, having been deprived of key industry and standard chips, chip parts, and chip-making technologies based in U.S. vassal states such as the Netherlands. Americans interested in alternatives to our disgusting bankster, uh, bankster dictatorship should be inspired by such a breakthrough. And I've seen the camera quality on these phones. It does surpass the, the iPhone by 
leaps and loads. And Apple shares have plummeted now as China put a ban on foreign brand devices, including iPhones. Apple's market value has fallen nearly $200 billion after reports that China has banned government workers from using iPhones or any other foreign devices for work purposes. So actually, actually, it's not us that needs China, or it's not China that needs us. It's us that needs China for our massive corporations, okay? They lost $200 billion with the you know, swipe of a pen. All right, but let's go back here to the video. That's the reason they were able to lift 845 million people out of poverty. Never. No, they lifted 845 million people out of poverty by rapidly increasing their production capabilities in the country, particularly in impoverished areas, by also focusing on creating an economy that benefits the public good. Uh, in America, when an American company comes to an impoverished area, what do they do? Bill Gates comes in and buys up all the land, right? Bill Gates buys up all the land and screws everyone over. Then they might build like a factory if there's any factories left, right? They might build up a factory or a manufacturing plant. If we are getting those, we barely get those anymore, but they might build a manufacturing plant. And then what happens? The workers at said manufacturing plant, uh, they might make like at most like 13, 15 bucks an hour if that that's at most. In most states, it's far less. And at the end of the day, who's reaping all the wealth? It's these, uh, it's these massive, 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 uh, you know, monopolies and oligopolies and the CEOs and the board members, the shareholders, all that stuff. Okay. It's, it's money for money's worth. It's interest, it's debt, it's rent, it's usury. It's parasitical. So in China, they say, okay, you come to work for us. Yeah, Sure. Uh, you're going to be paid a base salary, uh, but also you're going to have actual investment in the company. We're going to give you stock shares. We're going to allow you to have voting uh, participation on our corporate board, our executive board. Uh, and you're actually going to be a part of the process, okay? Because we're going to take this company in a direction that works best for you, because if it works best for you, it's going to work best for all of us. Remind the fact that they still have about 500 million people in abject well, poverty living in the interior. Let's not. They don't they Five million people living in abject uh, poverty in the interior. Let's let's break down that claim. So, if you look at the levels of hunger, of malnutrition in China, used to be quite high. Like twenty years ago, it was actually still very very high. But the levels of malnutrition in China, guess how close they are to the United States's level of malnutrition. Guess how far apart they are by percentage. Live chat, comment section. I want to see it. Guess by percentage point how far away China's level of malnutrition is from the United States' level of malnutrition. Guess in the live chat what percentage. Let's see. Let's see. Throw, throw out some numbers. 40%. 20%, 40 percent, 40 percent, 1%, 18%, 15%, 2%, 20%, 60%, 15 Okay, so uh, the, again, China's levels of malnutrition were pretty high about 20, 20 years ago. Now, levels of malnutrition in China are 100% equal 
with the level of malnutrition in the United States. 2.5% malnutrition in China, 2.5% malnutrition in the United States. It's the same exact number. 0%, 0% difference in the level of malnutrition in China as the level of malnutrition in the United States. We have 600,000 homeless Americans, 60,000 of which are veterans who served our country. Okay? So I don't want to hear any crying from Big Con over the, you know, these... Look at these guys, fucking idiots. Count, they're not near a coast. And the five to ten years... <clears throat> overtaking the United States, there's almost zero chance that that happens now. I know. He but hasn't read an article in the last year. Said The Economist. So I, so I haven't read an article in the last year. My, my suggestion to the good folks at Louder with Crowder, Big Con, is that you maybe read an article from the last year because here's some stats from articles I found over the past year. In 2022, China surpassed the U.S. in GDP PPP by $5 trillion. Now, GDP PPP is a better, it's a better economic indicator than GDP because it compares the living standard in country by country uh, against the dollar. And the human, uh, what is the HDI human development index that measures standard of living? They use GDP, PPP. It's, most economists use this stat, okay? Here's another stat. Chinese salaries have increased two times over the last decade. U.S. salaries were stagnant since like 1978. Here's another stat. China's economy is projected to grow 5% this year compared to 1% in the United States. Again, someone, I hope, gets uh, these, these good folks over at Ladder Crowder some sort of an article to read from the last year. In addition to that, it's worth noting that Chinese... The, the China's economy, it, it's, it's larger than is even reported because the American economy, Michael Hudson, as he famously stated, said and pointed out that top American corporations, 95% of the economic growth that they report in our GDP each and every year comes from purely parasitical forms of wealth, rent, interest, debt, usury. No added value, no manufacturing, no substantive growth to our economy. China's developing oil, gas, coal, uh, even green energy that they sell to other countries that they don't really use, uh, uranium, uh, lumber, all these things, right? It's real growth that is, that is powering their country, okay? Um, so their economy is actually more powerful uh, than is even reported, Okay. China produces two times the electrical consumption of the United States, half of the world's steel, half of all the world's steel China, one nation produces, half of the world's chemicals. Uh, they produce 25 million cars versus 9 million in the US per year, I'd assume, 100 billion e-commerce package deliveries versus 20 billion in the US per year. So who's really the failing economy here? Who's the smaller economy? Here's another interesting stat that we can take a look at with regard to the communist economy in China. Almost everybody in China owns their own home. Even their millennials own at twice the rate of Western counterparts. And their median net worth is greater than three times the median Americans. Okay, so here, take a look at this. Urban household net worth by purchasing power parity, okay? Here is the median and the mean. So when you look at the mean, I mean, obviously that's a skewed number because we got way more rich people 
uh, than poor people in the United States, or we got less rich people than poor people in the United States. So that skews that number. But when you look at the median, the median is the accurate number here. And that shows us that the, that the average, uh, the true average number is China sitting at about what? 300 something thousand, three, probably close, like 370,000. Whereas the United States is maybe 100,000 household net worth. Today, China is a country of homeowners with more than 90% of households owning homes, 87% in urban and 96% in rural China. So they try to say rural China is like all poor and impoverished. Well, actually, rural China um, has a higher home ownership percentage. 96% in rural China, 87% in urban China. Uh, and you know, something else interesting, they always try to shit on uh, public companies like state-owned enterprises in China. State-owned enterprises pay much more than private enterprises in China. At the same time, more than 20% of Chinese households own multiple homes, higher than many developed nations. Okay, another startling fact here. Feathering the nest. Millennial home homeowners are listed in the blue bars. Millennial homeowners whose parents helped them to buy homes listed in the red bars. So here in the U.S., it's almost equal equal amount of homeowners who had their parents help them to those who purchase homes independently. It's about equal. And it is at a rate of what? Less than 40% when you look at each bar individually. When you look at China, you have about 70% homeowners, uh, millennial homeowners who bought their own and 40% of them bought uh, or yeah about 40% 30% bought theirs uh, with the help of a family. So and it's far more than the United States. It's far more than the United States. Uh it's really crazy. It's really crazy how much they lie. 9% average annual growth in the last 30 years in China versus the United States is 3%. Again, China's expected to grow 5% this year whereas the US is expected to grow like 1.1%. Going from drug-riddled colonial backwater to one of the biggest players on the world stage sounds to me like we could learn a thing or two from China. I 100% agree with that statement. There's many things that we could learn from China. And you know what's an interesting part of China's history that they don't tell you? During the century of humiliation, there emerged a Make China Great Again movement. The established socialists at the time hated it. But Mao, who saved China, went to the countryside to investigate this movement and eventually helped lead it in a war against globalists, making China what it is today, the economic behemoth and powerhouse that is outpacing the U.S. and GDP PPP. So it's, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. They say, uh, you know, China didn't work, whatever. Uh, here's another stat about the Soviet Union. I love this stat. I've shared this quite a bit. In the Soviet Union, um, I think this is actually from like CIA or like World, World Bank. Uh, stats. I think this is like CIA, like release CIA stats. In the Soviet Union, uh, the following table shows the average yearly growth of the Soviet economy from 1924 to 1928 as compared with capitalist countries. England had 1% growth over those four years. The United States had 3% growth over those four years. For France, 3.3%. Germany, 6.3%. The Soviet Union had 27.3% growth over those four years. Soviet industry has developed about five times more rapidly than that of the United States, 
The speed of industrial development in the Soviet Union is 27 times greater than that of England. Uh, so, you know, it's like, yeah, CIA World Factbook. That's what it is. So, you know, they tell you, oh, the Soviet Union was a failure, but they had much faster economic growth than any Western capitalist country. They took their country from a feudal, feudal, you know, uh, empire to one of the most powerful nations on the earth, rapidly, rapidly increasing the standard of living and production outpacing most Western countries. And that's how they defeated Nazi Germany. That's why if you look at a lot of these Soviet bloc states today and even like Eastern Germany, the people will say, uh, yes, you know, people who lived at the time during the Soviet Union, older people will say, I actually preferred living under the Soviet Union than what we live in today. Uh, you know, they don't tell you this stuff. You look at China, they don't tell you the stuff about China that I just told you. They just sit in their, you know, big con ladder with Crowder studio and laugh about China. Well, sucks for you. You might be laughing, to, you know, all the way to the bank right now, based upon how much money you're making off this big con enterprise, lying about China, lying about Russia. But what I will say is those laughs and the ignorance that you plead on the question of China will come back to bite our entire country in the ass. Because as long as you keep propagandizing the youth and the people of this country that China is somehow failing, just like The Economist and Time Magazine and CNN and Fox News, like they say on every single broadcast of every single show and every single magazine that they put out, right? China's failing. It's about to collapse. They've been saying that for like 20 years now, okay? You have to, at some point, come back to reality and understand that that is not the case. And it's the American economy that is the true paper tiger. Thanks for watching that episode of The Dive. If you enjoyed what you saw, be sure to drop a like, subscribe, comment below, and be sure to share this video with your friends. Also, my YouTube channel has now been permanently demonetized by YouTube because of the truth that we tell here. For that reason, I'm asking you to join as a supporter on my Locals community, which you can find linked below in the description of this video or in the comment section. Thanks for watching. Thank you for your support. I'll see you back here next time.